What's going on, guys? It's Fantasy Stock Exchange here. Joined by our friend over here, Dr. Edwin Porras from Fantasy Points. And uh, this will actually be the second installment, uh, you know, continuing on from last week's episode of quarterbacks and running backs. Today, we'll be talking about the uh, most uh, tantalizing wide receivers and tight ends, like due to their injury concerns, due to their overall, like, general narrative around them in regards to the fantasy community. But uh, yeah, uh, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing well, man. I'm ready to talk some receivers. We 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 knocked out some running backs, and uh, I think you guys said I roasted some running backs. Or uh, yeah, so we all we collectively roasted. Yeah. We collectively roasted. Let's ro- I guess let's roast some wide receivers. I fucking love it. But uh, anything for you, Bush? This is the guy that I said no one draft last year, and no one listened because he was such a great value because he was top twelve <laughs> upside. And I literally have heard the same narrative again, even Tags, though dude. he hasn't played like the last twenty five games. He's been eligible to play. So AJ Green, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, suffered a high ankle sprain in the preseason last year. It was like in training camp or whatever. Uh, and he had ankle reconstruction surgery, which I guess was set to miss. I remember when it happened, they were like, oh, he might be ready for week one or he's going to start the season on the pup list or whatever. Well, he missed all 16 games because he's yeah. a 32 year old receiver who had an eye ankle sprain. Oh, man. And I believe he had turf toe before that too, or something like that. So yeah. Uh, Edwin, we want to know, is AJ Green going to get healthier now that he's 32 years old? <laughs> he, he can be healthy, man. What a way to frame that question, huh? So he, he can be healthy, but will he be productive? That's really difficult to say. And the reason he didn't play last year, so he had that, he had a high ankle issue. What he actually had was ligaments repaired uh, because he constantly was rolling his ankle. And or he had one massive roll that tore those ligaments and they had to reconstruct it, put it back together. Now, the reason that's a difficult surgery to come back from is because it takes so long. Uh, surgeons prefer you not to bear any weight. So he was riding around one of those little scooter things. He was in a cast. He couldn't do anything for a matter of like eight weeks. And then once you consider that, so a really simple way to describe this, right? So you have receptors in your in your feet, in your ankles and in your ligaments that they, they, they tell your brain or they help to tell your brain, this is, you know, you need to move in this direction, that direction. They sort of help you balance. And when you knock all those offline, it's, it's, it's a lot more difficult to come back from than people give it credit for. And so that's why when he, you now, it was probably something to the fact that the Bengals were so bad and there was no reason for him to come back, but there was also something to the reports of him saying, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't feel right. That's a really difficult surgery to come back from, but you also have to consider, like you were saying, Bush is that he had turf toe. He's had turf toe several times. He had a massive hamstring rupture in 2018. The last time we've seen AJ Green was in 2018. So all of those things, considered all of those things, I don't want to take AJ Green before like round nine, 10. And even then it's like, I don't think that his ceiling is going to be where we've, we've come to appreciate ceilings. I mean, who's, who's one of the most elite receivers left in the league and it's the oldest. Probably Julio Jones, right? Yeah. Julio yeah. Jones, I think. It's like the only one. Julio 31. Jones yeah. is also not a human being. Exactly. Yeah, like, right. Exactly. And so, yeah. like, even though AJ Green is maybe, like, I guess, even if you want to say, like, a tier below Julio, like, he's AJ in the Green. Demarius like, Thomas, Des Bryant yeah. category. Uh, yeah. He was very it, dominant, but he is. Exactly. He, I think what he's bo- over the hill. What yeah. bothers me about him is that, like, you hear these guys that are, like, supporters of him. Oh, man. When he plays, he's got top 10 upside. I mean, have you not seen <laughs> him play? I don't know. Some Bobby thing but uh talking about him even when he was last healthy i mean 
he got volume, but he was so inefficient. 2017, 2018, like he's not the same player that people were seeing in like that 2013, 14, 15 type range. Like he's just not that guy. And people, again, will hold these like older uh, guys who were elite in the past and still hold on to that thought that, that maybe they can resurrect their careers. But realistically, as you mentioned, like the ceiling is just not what a lot of people are hoping it is, which bothers me because he, he's going to get keep getting pushed up. Oh, he's healthy. Maybe he's got the top 10, top 15 upside. He's going to get pushed up to probably around the fifth, sixth round range by the end of the offseason. I, I think it's smarter to bet on guys that are young who are coming into their primes as opposed to guys who are coming off injuries that are coming out of their primes. So guys like Terry McLaurin, who are probably going, I believe AJ Green and Terry McLaurin are probably going around the same range. I'd much rather bet on a guy like Terry. hundred percent. I mean, Terry, Terry's my wide receiver 16 or 17 right now. Yeah. Just because you know, a Terry McLaurin is not coming off a major injury. B he's not 32 and C he hasn't like he's yet. People are going to be less hesitant, especially if you play in a home league too where people are, are big name chasers. Like everyone knows who AJ Green is, right? So you can get guys like Terry McLaurin probably after where they should be going based on their projected volumes and situations and all that stuff because guys like AJ Green are getting picked ahead of him because people played fantasy three years ago and they won them their championship with AJ Green. Yeah, I mean, you know there's going to be the one guy in the draft who got David Johnson in the third and AJ Green in the fourth. He's like, my team is built to win the championship. But uh, yeah, yeah, literally. Uh, so yeah, what are what are your uh, other thoughts on AJ as far as like in terms of the ceiling, in terms of the injury concern, in terms of as you mentioned, you said eighth, ninth round area. Like, I, I, I don't. You're see not getting him there. I, it, that's <laughs> yeah, what I that's mean. too I, soon. That's what I'm. I, that's where I stand. Is he's he's going way too soon. I'm not going to take him. I think his ceiling is lower than people anticipate, and his floor is legitimately zero because of another hamstring yeah. or turf toe issue. So that, that's where I stand on him. Sure. For sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, mentioning the next guy we are going to be talking about today. Another uh, overrated receiver. Uh, this is a guy that like, oh man, like he still got that top five pound. Like uh, I will say, as like a pure receiver, if he's like healthy, I do like it. But I mean. He woke so, up on yeah. the right side of the bed yeah. and he got his beauty yeah. rest. I mean, there's so many other factors. Off even, uh, that morning. There's so many other factors in regards to like injuries in regards to the offense he's in that ultimately like I don't see how people still have him as high as he is. I think he's like the wide receiver 10 or 11 off the board yeah. right now. But that's Odell Beckham Jr. By the Odell way, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> oh man! So here's the thing about Odell. I got a, I got a thing on Odell. He, last year, Baker was bad. Baker was objectively yeah. bad. Yep. Um, Odell was hurt the whole season. He had a sports hernia the entire year. I am not saying that the entire reason that Odell finished as like wide receiver 26 or whatever is because of that sports hernia. I'm not saying it's the only reason. I'm not saying it's it's the primary reason. But that played definitely a significant factor. He had this offseason surgery where. Um, 95% of players come back from the sports hernia surgery and they're able to perform at the same level as they did prior to the hernia. And it doesn't necessarily take away from any of their athleticism. He's going to be 27 years old. Uh, He's the number one alpha on that team. If there's going to be a year to take him at a discount, especially in dynasty, it's going to be, it's going to be this year. And I think that he's wide receiver 10 is is what you said. So that would still be like in the first round. I'm not like, uncomfortable taking him there if i'm like at the turn it would be somebody that i consider if michael thomas is gone um i would i would take i would try to see what else is around me but i wouldn't be uncomfortable taking odell i think he's going to be a screaming value this year because i think that injury was definitely something that played into uh into the the issues with him last year yeah you must be a lot higher on him than us yeah he's actually currently going off the board like around pick 35 so like 
he's he's wide receiver 10, but he's like a third round pick. So, I mean, I have him wide receiver 21. So I'm not picking him in the third round. I'll take him easily. I took him in Scott Fishbowl. I'll I'll easily take him in the third round gladly. I think he's going to outperform that. In terms of, I guess, from the injury perspective, you're not as concerned with him. No, not at all. Not at all. Okay. Now, obviously, the offense and everything else around him is a different different story. But if it's the health that people are concerned about, I I wouldn't worry about it this year. All right, okay. we got, we got to get you uh, talking to Lucas because uh, we'll see we'll see uh, what type of battle surfaces out. Because he like, says Julian Edelman's going to finish ahead of Odell. Oh yikes! <laughs> I, I agree with him. So. Oh yikes, Corey! Ooh, ooh, yikes, Corey! Can we get that? We got that on record. We oh got yeah, that on you record? got that. Uh, All right. Yeah, I I have not even like I hate him. It's just like there's so much wide receivers this year, like. I'm not going to own him because he's going to go in the second round or like the early second round, mid second round, because people are going to see Odell Beckham, not as a first round pick. Like he's always been his whole career. And they're going to be like, Oh, he's got Odell Beckham upside, which he probably. The question is this. Do you think, do you think that, do you think Baker Mayfield's that bad? No, I don't. I actually, if if anyone (laughs) knows me on this channel, I love Baker Mayfield. So so what's your hang up on Odell? My hang up on Odell is mainly the fact that a, he's, he's had a propensity to just – there's stuff goes wrong with Odell Beckham Jr. Like, nothing is, the, is easy for him. So, so, so it's not statistical-based. Can we get that on? No, right? it, it is a little bit. I, well, I, got, I think, I I think that the offense in general is, is the volume is going down based on the Stefanski hire. The yeah. fact that they ran a lot of 12 personnel means that um, they're going to they're gonna run the ball more. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunter are still there. Uh, Austin Hooper coming in is another competition for targets. Everyone loves yeah. to hate on Jarvis Landry and not call him the number one receiver. I, he's, in my opinion, he's the number one receiver on the team because he gets the most volume and he's also the, he stays on the field and he's healthy and he doesn't complain as much. So um, I just prefer the other options in the offense at their value. Sure, so sure. Odell yeah. to me is just he's a he's just a huge name and I think I, I don't like chasing names. And I think, yes, he probably does still have top five upside, but I think it's yeah. a lower risk. I think it's a higher risk than people are giving it credit for. Yeah. I mean, again, when it just comes to a talent, like obviously I have him a lot higher, but man, like everything about the offense scares me in terms of the overall run split, in terms of the overall weapons around him, in terms of like, yeah, I do like Baker, but I mean, like, it's hard to argue that like. I also like Baker from an efficiency yeah, perspective like, too, not necessarily a volume perspective. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. He's just so like so many question marks where like there's so many guys in the top 20 this year that have like, like significantly, like, how do I say it? Safer type roles. Like we know exactly like, for example, I really like Robert Woods. I really like projecting Calvin Ridley for this year, like stuff like that to the point where like, I keep running these names. I'm like, Oh my God, where, like, where can I put Odell in? Cause realistically we know if he's healthy, like he could be a league winner. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I could, I could see the argument to having him high. I can see the argument to having him low. He just kind of such a subjective figure uh, at this point in the off season where like everybody's going to have him all over the map. Like, and my thing is like in home leagues, as Corey kind of mentioned, it's like he may honestly still go in the second round because people look at the name and say, Oh, it's night. Yeah. Odell Beckham Jr. Is not falling in drafts in home leagues because that's just how it works. Like people pick players that they want to watch on Sundays. So um, we'll get off of Odell. Since yeah. We- <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk about two guys quickly here uh, that are on the same team, actually. And I love both of these guys because I think they're both uh, – they're going at a point where I love targeting them. I think they're, they're cheap enough. They're about seventh-round picks, and they're, they both have similar upside, in my opinion, based on the offense and, and how much I think – and people have heard me talk about this – how much I think the yeah. Texans are throwing the ball this year, Coach how much Deshaun Watson's going to have to put his Superman cape on and will his wins uh, team to victory. 
So in terms of Brandon Cooks, we'll start with him. Yeah. Um, well, I'll put his thing up on the screen right now, and there's, there's a bunch of C words on it, and they all say concussion. So <laughs> um, what, what is your concern level for Brandon Cooks in terms of – I know it's, it's probably – you probably have to, like, examine someone like this who has mm-hmm. this many concussions, mm-hmm. but uh, mm-hmm. what, what is your overall concern like, for him? He's played through so many. Like, uh, My overall concern for him is, is first and foremost as a human – yeah. Uh, he's had so many concussions that it's really getting to the point where it's like, man, like how, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's really difficult to judge another person, even if you, cause I haven't, you know, I haven't examined him. Like you said, I don't know him personally, but he's had legitimately five documented, which means he's probably had six or seven, you know, doc, you know, in, in total. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, really scary and what you're looking at is and i hate comparing players because it's not a comparison but he's legitimately one concussion away from being in a similar situation jordan reed was in um he's one concussion away from being out indefinitely and not playing football again he's one concussion away from just walking away or not being able to to step back on the field not being able to pass the concussion protocol so again looking at play a player from uh overall volatility uh he's definitely up there when it comes to volatility it's just it's scary because like on one hand, he's missed two games. Like last year, obviously, it was a clear fall off statistically. He was like wide receiver 60. Previous four, he was in the top 15. But like, I, I don't know what to make of, of like how, like, obviously, he's not safe, but like, he seems like such a value in the seventh round. But at the same time, because we know like if he's healthy, he's going to outproduce that like heavily. He's going to produce like uh, third, fourth round type value. But man, like, as you mentioned, like the concussions, five concussions, like, even like the fact that he was playing through some like, kind of scares me because I'd rather if my guy has a freaking concussion sit out a week sit out two weeks whatever long it takes but I, I, I'm speaking from experience because I've had a couple concussions in the past and like they're they're brutal I mean like when you're when you're just sitting you can't really do much you just got to kind of let it uh, take over just like go past hydrate yourself but like I don't understand how like he was able to play through so many of these instances uh it's it's not pretty it's a dark side of the NFL if a person, if a player loses con- uh, uh, consciousness, they're actually the American Academy of Neurology doesn't recommend that they play their sport for a month. Uh, we never see that in the NFL. They have their own thing. They go by their, they play by their own rules. Obviously, it's problematic, but it's also, you know, I watch, I watch the games. I play fantasy football. We we all do, so it's a problematic thing. But when you say I don't understand, you know, how he does this or that, that's unfortunately the dark reality of how these players and how these teams organizations deal with concussions every player is different unfortunately they deal with it in the same way for every player and it's uniform so and it it just i feel like it's kind of unfortunate in terms of like how these play like i don't want to say like how these players were like raised in football because let's be honest i played football i know Corey played did you play uh football in high school i did i did okay the 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 reality of it is like Coach, like every player wants to be tough. Every player is like, you know what? I get hurt. I want to like struggle through this. Like I can make up. So when a player gets hit in the head, they just don't want to believe that they have a concussion. They don't want to like, even if they're diagnosed, they're like, you know what? This doesn't really bother me. I can just keep going because let's be honest here. Like, I don't want to say you're kind of pressured into playing through stuff, but like as a, a person, you're part of a team. You feel like if you do sit out a week, if you do sit out a couple of weeks, it's just a mindset. It's like, oh my God, I'm letting the team down. Even though you're not playing at your full hundred percent. I mean, it happens. It's like, we don't want to admit this. We don't want to acknowledge that, like that dark side, as you mentioned, but it's just, it's really scary to the point where like people feel like that they're invincible. And even if they go through a significant injury, especially one with your brain, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, to think about, yeah but, definitely. Uh, they just want to play through it. But All right, uh, let's take it to Fuller. Yeah. We're getting <laughs> more life advice. All right. 
Uh, so Will Fuller, he's, I mean, like his legs are made of something. I don't know what it is, but he gets, he gets hamstring strains and stuff all the time. Basically is, I I know this is in your Twitter bio is Will Fuller injury. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this is a good one. This is a good one to end on. Cause I got to get out of here after this one. Okay. Okay. But Will Fuller, he's a dude who, unfortunately, we don't know why we don't know what it is. We don't know his entire health history. He's a person that can't stay on the field because he, he has these muscular strains that over and over and over and over and over again. Now, is he injury prone? I mean, okay, it's probably fair. Will Fuller is probably more prone to injuries. This specific type of injury, not even, you know, any type of, you know, concussion, shoulder, whatever, foot, ankle. So it's not even that he's prone to other injuries. It's just the fact that he has these recurrent hamstring issues that he hasn't been able to beat and until we hear that he changes some strength and conditioning routine that he has some sort of different specialist look at his diet he looks at his blood and until we hear something groundbreaking for will fuller unfortunately this is what we have to consider is that if the average wide receiver misses 15 games you have to knock a game or two off for will fuller in that sense and the the number one predictor for another hamstring injury is a previous hamstring injury. The second number, the the number two predictor is, is the, the severity of the, of the hamstring injury. So he's had pretty severe hamstring injuries that have knocked him out, uh, knocked him out of play. And then obviously age is another one because you decrease your, your flexibility decreases. So age and flexibility. And the more that he has these injuries, the more likely he is to have another one. It's just this nasty cycle. And until he can show us that he can break that cycle or that he will break that cycle, he's another player that's extremely volatile. He's a dude that when he's on the field can get you like 30 fantasy points, right? You start him at your flex and he's like a Hail Mary and you win the game. But he's also a dude who can go out there and get you, you know, two receptions for, for 17 yards and then he, and then he's out again. So that's sort of where I view him, which is why I wouldn't take him anywhere before like rounds again with like cooks with round like eight or nine, seven, eight or nine. Okay. Um, I know you have to get out of here. I want to get one last thing just because this happened recently. Debo Samuel thoughts on that one. Yeah. So the Debo Samuel thing, I think a lot of people were misinterpreting or maybe getting a little confused with all of the, uh, all of the different Twitter docs that were talking about this. So the thing about Debo Samuel, he, he broke a bone. It's the small long bone on the outside of the foot and it's called a Jones fracture. And essentially that bone for whatever reason, has a really hard time of healing. Uh, even after 10 weeks, there's still about a 20% refracture rate. But if he comes back before the 10 weeks, then that refracture rate go- goes up by like 10, 15%. So even after he heals, and even after the x-ray and the CT, if he waits 10 weeks, 11 weeks, 12 weeks to come back, and the CT shows that, it's, that he's healthy, the CT shows that there's still, it's called the union, right? So you have non-union and union after a fracture. So even if, if the CT shows that the bone has come back together and is, and is unified, the, the re-injury rate is still pretty high at like 15, 20%. So he is objectively in one of those, in a category where you're, where you watch, you're watching him. If he falls to like, honestly, I, I like him a lot. So maybe, it's, maybe this, is, this is my fault. But if he falls to like, like the sixth round, like sixth or seventh round, I'm, I'm cautiously okay with taking him there. I'm trying to back him up and, and, and probably provide some depth for myself. But I think that the injury has scared enough people away to where his ADP will stay at a place where you can still get a good value for him. For sure. Do you expect I mean, him to start the season on the pup? I think he'll start on the reserve pup for sure. Uh, there's still a chance that he can come back. Uh, before, I'd have to go back and look at the dates again. But the 10-week mark when the, the data shows that coming back at 10, after 10 weeks is, is more safe than coming back before 10 weeks – 
And so I think 10 weeks is like August, like the last week in August or something like that for him. Um, so there's a chance he starts in week one or they can take it really, really slow with him and he'll start on the active pup. But they're, I'm not entirely sure that they'll do that, especially if he's pushing to come back at 10 weeks, which he, he tweeted out, you know, he tweeted out the date like August 27th or something, or he said like 10 weeks from now or something like that. So he's pushing to come back and not start on the active pup, but they'll definitely have to put him on the reserve pup. Otherwise they can't put him on the active pup. Now, if he goes to the active pup, he's not going to come back until week six. He can't, but, um, I, I still think that he comes back by week one. That's my opinion. But again, it, it all depends on what, what the CT looks like, how his rehab's going, and how, how the team wants to deal with it. That's definitely interesting, like, when I hear that. And it just makes me think, like, because I've seen him fall into, like, the seventh, eighth round of some drafts. And, like, as you're saying, like, if, if we're expecting him to come back week one, like, that's a steal at that point. And uh, just mentioning again, ADP, a little, a little flex I wanted to add. Got him in the 11th round of the fishbowl at the 11-12. So I had to throw that in there. But uh, – yeah, talking about Tebow. There you go. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I had to throw that out there. But, yeah, it's just crazy to me that, like, people don't really, like, have the knowledge. Obviously, like, we were uncertain. But hearing that, I'm sure anybody listening to this is definitely reassured because we were thinking, like, okay, maybe he's back, like, week four, week five. But, like, hearing week one is, like, music to my ears right now, especially yeah. given the value of him that you're getting. Absolutely. I think that um, if you want to take Debo Samuel – as your flex, you're taking a risk, but I think it can be a very, very high reward. And that's, that's sort of the overall thoughts on, on him for me. For sure. For sure. So uh, anything you want to add, Corey, uh, before we just introduce um, Just a uh, general football question. Is Gronk's back going to hold up? Because I'm a, I'm a diehard Bucks fan. I've never seen my team be good. So I think it can, I think his, yeah. I think his back can hold up. And I think that, uh, I think it's going to come at the cost of volume, but I think he can do it. Will yeah. his head hold up? I think I honestly think with with Gronkowski, I don't think they're going to make him play like 100 percent of the snaps and block right. in line yeah. all the time. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna kind of keep him on a on a, a pitch count and make sure. I that tend to agree with that. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, well, I know you have to get out. Uh, thank you for coming with us today again. Like we spent nearly two hours just talking some football, talking some injuries, and uh, very very kind of you to come on to the uh, show. This is going to be up on uh, YouTube. So uh, last week's episode, again, as I mentioned before at the beginning of the episode, was quarterbacks and running backs. This one's will be uh, wide receivers and then Gronk little thrown in at the end. But, yeah, definitely appreciate you on. Again, if you guys are watching this video, like, comment, subscribe down below. Tell us what your thoughts. Tell us uh, what you take of the news, especially the, like, the Debo one is just one that really gets me optimistic, uh, specifically because I've seen like, the value that he's come at. And uh, make sure if you're watching this, also go check Edwin out. I mean, we all have his Twitter link down below. We'll have him at Fantasy Points. Link down below. Uh, go check that out because as you've heard these past two episodes, he really knows his stuff, which uh, we definitely love. But, yeah. yeah appreciate that, guys. at football stock to come at me with all the Odell Beckham hate, too. So <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me, man. It means a lot. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, anytime. Right, thanks, man. All right. Peace out.